You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hello, angels, and welcome to episode 49. Um, What are we going to talk about today, Amy? We're going to talk about something that we could both probably rant about for probably a good couple hours. So we're going to try to keep it brief, but we're going to talk about social media and its effects on our well-being. Ooh, yes. We have, have a seat, everyone. Here I know. <laughs> get your popcorn, get your adult <laughs> beverage, just, just settle in for a good, like, um, you know, Vanessa and I have entered the world of TikTok with Freud's Angels. Okay. And dipping our toe in. <laughs> yeah. And I I feel old. Let me just tell you that. I feel old because before when MySpace happened, Facebook happened, you know, all yeah. these other newer platforms happened. It was like I was like, oh cool, a part of the in crowd. Now I'm like, ugh, another social media platform, really? Yeah. I feel <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, you're just old. That's what you want. You're just old. Yeah. Well, and I feel like TikTok is like more of a fast paced one, you yes. know, like we, we kind of like, you know, you're expected to move quickly because it's a quick, you know, like few <laughs> seconds where we're, we're in and it's like, oh, I don't move that quickly <laughs> anymore. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we have it's an important topic. I mean, I think like there's so many different subtop- topics here, but it's really, really important. And at, with the addition of more platforms, it just gets more important. And the addition of, you know, the age groups that are using these platforms, it gets more important to have these discussions. It does. Um, we noticed, both of us noticed two different things about TikTok. And I think this applies across the board with any social media and I'm going to share what I noticed and my reaction to what I noticed and then Vanessa you can share what you saw as a counselor and you so our nightmares let's start with our nightmares of TikTok oh my god (laughs) so when I entered TikTok you know I immediately fell down the rabbit hole it's a it's a time sucker I just spent hours like just scrolling through these and I felt that there was a lot of, and my first blush, I called it toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I felt that way is because, you know, while I understand at heart, all of these content creators are trying to be supportive. They're trying mm-hmm. to let people know they're not alone, that they're, that they're lovable, that they're worthy. I mean, we do it too. What's our tagline, right? You know, uh-huh. that's, that's yeah. what we do, but it to me it was like you know they're like you know be the 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 wonderful star spirit you are be the you know be the empowered you know they're really like kind of pushing us to be in our power to be in our you know our light to be whatever to just empowered and whatever yeah just be there yeah (laughs) I, i but what gets me and what upsets me is that there is a level of people who getting out of bed each day is a win for them. Yeah. And I've been there not too long ago, actually. And to get out of bed and to take a shower, your whole day was one. You were the champion of that day. That yeah. was huge. Yep. And you're, you have these people that are like that, that, that are suffering you know, with depression, with anxiety, something, other things like that. Yep. And that's their win for the day. How are they supposed to reach so far beyond where yeah. they're at and achieve that empowerment? You, mm-hmm. the, it's like this, this big gap, this chasm 
of yeah. space between where maybe I'm at today because I got out of bed and I think that's all my mental health can handle or all I can physically or emotionally handle today. Yet you're mm-hmm. over here and you're like into empowerment and doing great things and being in the world and being in society. And, you know, in society right now causes me to have freaking an anxiety, a panic attack because God forbid I'm around other people. Right. When, so it's like, I already feel like when I see those, I already feel like I failed. Yeah. Some, some wayward expectation that's not yeah. really there, but my mind has used it to create one. <laughs> course it's so that you want to be there but you, right. it's like i want to be there but i can't get there and, awesome. and, awesome. and i know all of those things like that's that's mm-hmm. the sad part is that i know all of those things i know mm-hmm. in my heart of heart all of those things but it's it's the gap it's the gap between mm-hmm. those of us who at some points in our lives where we can't we can't function in the day we're having high anxiety we're having a depression day that going to work is like near torture and that it's difficult and we're and that gap between there and being ultra positive and being ultra empowered is huge and you know some some may not be able to achieve that but you know after talking you know through with vanessa and we we had a discussion I understand that there are people there. There are people that are just, they almost there that need that type of like TikTok, that need that type of encouragement and that positivity. But like, where's the in-between? Because Vanessa, you're going to, you're going to share what you felt about the other end of the spectrum of TikTok that you witnessed and how you, your concerns about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's funny because when, when we started that, that discussion about what you had found at first, I got, you know, like with my little, like, okay, toxic positivity is, is a trigger word for me. Like, what is like, let me process that. But then also coming to the realization that like, I kind of feel the same way in some way, you know, where the, the, even when I'm having a good day, it's still a bit much. Cause it's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't feel like I have to do that and and jump around or whatever, you know, like, the the wording sometimes I think really gets me and it's like not helpful. You know what I mean? Like, even if you are feeling good, it's just kind of like, sometimes it's just not what you need um, to kind of get to a different level or to stay at that level. Sometimes it actually does kind of bring you to, to a not good place. But so what happened to me was the, like kind of the other end of the spectrum, which I mean, not shocking as a therapist, I usually do find the sad people, um, on every social media platform, because those are the people that I'm looking for, you know, like those are the people that I'm concerned about the most. Um, and what I found a lot of was the same thing that I found on Instagram when I started going on there on a professional sense is, um, you know, the, the idea of sharing and being vulnerable is great. You know, like we make a big deal about that, about like, let's make sure that we, we don't hide our feelings and that we're being very honest about, you know, what, what we're feeling in a day because the collective needs that because there is always somebody out there that needs to hear that they're not alone. Right. Like, so we preach that and we, and I do believe in that, but what I found was like, kind of a lot of people doing trauma bonding, which is very, very dangerous um, for, you know, for me as a therapist, because, you know, while we do want to find our tribe of people who understand us, we don't want to bond over the negative and then stay there and have our, all of our conversations surround the pain and to be constantly talking about the pain and to be getting attention because of the pain. And that's the hardest thing for people to hear when they're doing vulnerability things is that it's like, be careful that you don't get addicted to the attention that you get for your vulnerability because you won't be able to turn that corner as easily into showing a positive vulnerability or showing a growth mindset. Because if you fall off and people don't see you anymore, that's painful too, right? Like that may send us back into a spiral. So to me, I was like really concerned about seeing some of these people with their, um, you know, sharing their suicidal thoughts that, of course, um, one, af- afraid for their safety, 
right? And I'm going, how can this be on? Like, has anybody sent for a freaking well check for these people? You know, like I'm going like therapist mad. Like, how do I find out where they live so that I can make sure they're okay? <laughs> As a, you know, I'm a mandated reporter. It's kind of what we're supposed to do when we see that somebody is in that state. And especially if they're sharing plans or, you know, ideation and all that kind of stuff. But what I end up seeing is a lot of people like kind of, bonding over that and yeah me too and me too and we're creating a a, a, like a a a tribe of people who understand but the only understanding is that we're sick and the understanding of how are we going to get well isn't really sinking in it's just all about how people don't understand us and people don't understand how sick we are and that's the only thing we talk about and that is so dangerous and so to me I was like I am not a fan of this like not that I want people to be censored but like, how do we change that? How do we make it so that vulnerability is okay still, you know, that we do share those lows because other people need to hear that they're not the only ones that have those lows, but have that not be the central focus of a person like forever now, you know, like where is that growth? How do we show that growth? How do we create within those people receiving that attention maybe for the first time, right? A lot of people who are feeling that way feel invisible. And then you start to be visible because of this. How are you going to go back? How are you going to go back? You don't want to. You're finally feeling loved. You're finally feeling accepted. I get it. I 100% get it. But it's so not good (laughs) for like long-term mental health. No, because when you start to begin the process of healing and you do start to heal, you begin to, you, you get separated from the people who don't, are not healing or don't want to heal. And then you be, then you become one of the people that don't understand them anymore. That don't, you become one of those people. When, when we seek to validate a thought, a belief system within ourselves through the, the idea of social media, like I'm going to find people who understand my struggle that's okay because you want to feel not alone, but sure. with what intent in mind to validate yes. your thought process that no one understands you? Because if you have that thought process, then why are you with a group of people who understand you? You're right. negating your belief system by the tribe right. that you have, but mm-hmm. you don't see that because you want, you want to keep that narrative alive within yourself so that you can, and, and, and dare I say, and I'm not saying this and I'm probably taking a lot of heat for it, but you have the ability to, it's that way of holding others accountable for your actions. Yeah. When, uh-huh. when, when you feel that no one understands you and you have the power to say, well, no one understands me. So I'm just going to be a rebel and, or I'm just going to do this because no one cares and no one understands me. It becomes a reason for your bad behavior sometimes. It becomes a total identity. Yeah. I mean, this becomes people's identity. And then it's like impossible to imagine being another identity. Like it's, I mean, I can't tell you how many people have sat in front of me and, you know, been like, I mean, I want to feel confident, but I don't want to appear to have a large ego. And I'm like, I 100% get that. But now I understand why you won't do some of the things that I've been trying to get you to do. (laughs) Right? Because of what your mindset is about confidence. You know, wherever you're getting that, that idea that of, of what you are now going to become is too scary for you. Because who you are, you're very comfortable with, even in pain, because you know it, you understand it. It's the devil, you know, you, you know how to navigate this life. Even if it feels like you're not navigating it well, you're doing it, you're surviving. And how do I survive something I don't know? Not even going to go there. I don't feel strong enough to go there. And like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, do you want to heal? Like if you want to heal, you got to do something. If you don't want to heal, you need to be honest with yourself and everybody else and say, I have decided decided to stay in this. I've decided not to take any steps forward because I'm afraid or because I'm whatever. Share the whole story, not just the the bits of vulnerability that are comfortable with sharing. Right. 
Right. Because, and I just, you know, and this isn't funny, but I, I laughed to myself because I just thought, you know, that's how cults are built. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's how they're built is you have one person that has this sense of, you know, this narrative of what they believe and you have a bunch of people who want to believe or believe that same narrative. And then they all end up tricking the Kool-Aid right. themselves. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. It, it, just, that, it feels good. It feels good to belong. We know this. It feels good to have tribe. We know this. It's like ancient within us to have tribe and to, and to feel like we belong. Right. But when we're choosing to belong in holes and vortexes that are negative, and I do say choose because I, I absolutely believe that when you do the work, you can get out. Yeah. I do believe that. I know it's hard and all of that kind of thing. I'm not saying that people are intentionally not doing it, but I think people are intentionally not turning toward that because of fear. Yeah. And I could, I mean, and it's not to say that it's just about, you know, it's about it, you know, our mental belief systems. I mean, my belief system that contributed to me manifesting the, the autoimmune illness was it was self-criticism and it was the belief that I had no support. Yeah. that I had no support system. That was mm-hmm. part of the reason that that's how I, I, nobody, nobody helps me. I have to do it all on my own. I have no one in yeah. this world. I have nobody to support me. I could have stayed in that narrative. I could right. have stayed there and lived right. my life through that narrative, but I never would be pain-free. I would be mm-hmm. at the, the, I would be the victim of my own thought process at my own, you know, I, would not be where I'm at today. I would not. So it was like one thing my dad always said to me in any situation, you have a choice. You can be the victim of your circumstance or you can be the victor. You have two choices and you, you either work to create a new narrative and no matter how hard that is, you work to create a new one or you just stay in the one you're at and you, you live in the consequences of it. Now it's not to say that there weren't factors of, my life that didn't contribute to that thought process. But when I decided that I didn't want to stay there, that the pain was far too great to be there, you know, I could have, I could have found tons of people on social media about, you know, about that same thing. Oh, I'm independent because no one helps me. It's, it's old belief systems. It's old narratives. I could have found them but I would have stayed where I was at in a hell of a lot of pain and not moving forward. I would have, I would have like, you know, I would have been living off the system. I would have not been achieving things. I wouldn't be moving out across countries. Like I'd have missed all of this for the sake of wanting to stay in that narrative because it provided comfort for me. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's, I mean, it, it is a choice who we surround ourselves with. It is not a choice, uh, you know, of our cir- circumstances sometimes and how we react to it and everything, you know, like we were, I think we've been pretty clear on that of like, like how you get there is, you know, how you got there. <laughs> um, but that belief system, right? Like when you, when, when you say that, you know, that belief that there's no support, there's that expansion of it, of like, I can find support from people who don't who haven't been here. And that I think is a, is a big deal for people. You know, when I worked in addictions, it was true that the people who had been reco- like who, who are recovering addicts did do better. Right. As I, it's not that I was, you know, floundering and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I could provide, you know, I provided what I could provide, but they did have that commonality that I didn't have. I don't know about like being in the throes of addiction and those feelings. Cause I haven't experienced them. But the point being that those are recovering addicts. So we, tr- we would try to be like, let's, let's bond with these people who have been there, but are making changes. Don't bond with the people who are there and aren't making changes because there's more to support than understanding. There's so much more to support than understanding and it, changing that belief of the only people who can support me are the people who, who have been here yeah. is a game changer. And that's what happens when people kind of trauma bond is they, they really, they, they narrow that belief to nobody could possibly understand. 
You know, I've had people say that to me. How do you know? You've never been an addict. And be like, hey, listen, you know, I learned from you guys just the same way that I learned the, you know, the, the same way that you learned from me. So I've heard some of these things. If it doesn't resonate with you, let's kick it around. And you can teach me, teach me something today, you know, because either way we're getting a realization and I don't give a shit. Like my ego is not so big that I have to be the grand teacher all the time. You are the Oracle of your own self, but we have to get there. We have to change that belief of, you know, I can't grow or you can't support me because you don't understand. And like uh, the, the other thing to, you know, like I think the realization that people have to come to when they're getting support and nobody can see my air quotes, but my air quotes are support is, are you supporting my pain or are you supporting my growth? Yeah. Because people who are in that, that mindset of literally just validating my pain are supporting my pain. Yep. And that's it. They're not supporting my growth. Right. And we want to make sure we have those people too. It doesn't mean you just turn your back on everybody else who's going through the same thing that you're going through. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying we got to open that up. Allow some people in that support your growth, change your tribe so that you can be a voice to those people who aren't there yet. You can be a voice to your former tribe, right? That's what it's all about. Sharing our experiences, sharing our strengths, sharing our processes helps other people a whole lot more than just saying, yeah, yeah. And how you feel? (laughs) And how you feel? What? (laughs) Cool. I mean, I feel great for the second that you say that, but sounds like I'm going to stay this way forever. Awesome. Really not excited about that. (laughs) You know, whereas if somebody says, I know how you feel and it can get better. Yeah. I might not believe you, but I understand that you support my, that you want me better. Yeah. And And that feels good too. And that brings up to me a thought about why we're holding on to the narrative. If somebody hurt us or if somebody, we feel somebody's to the blame for how we feel like does healing think about it does healing mean that you feel that you're letting that person off like you're letting you're oh, yeah, not absolutely. you're you're not giving you know that person isn't paying for what they did to you and and absolutely. sometimes we feel when we let go of the anger the hurt the resentment the the thought processes when we let go of them and forgive ourselves that we're condoning their actions and that's a really big issue and it's not yeah. to say and, and, and I really want to be very clear because I kind of got a warning. I just got a warning from the angels and they're like, understand that we're not devaluing your pain. We're not devaluing your situation. We're not, we're not invalidating, you know, how you feel. That's not the point here. That's, we know that what you feel and what your reality is, is painful. It is, it's, it's whatever adjective you would use to describe it it, we validate that that's your experience. That's how you're feeling this moment. And that's where you're at. We totally validate that. And, but we don't necessarily want you to stay here. We want you to plant your seed of hope that things could be different. You could feel joy. You could feel acceptance. You could feel love. Now, Mm -hmm. is that a stretch for you right now? Absolutely. 100% that's a stretch but what if what if you could what if you learned to heal those thought processes the belief systems how you feel what if you could heal that what if you could take what you feel and turn it around into it being your biggest teacher like I always say our greatest woundings are our biggest gifts Absolutely. Because it teaches us to be, when we begin to heal it and shift it and change it and want to be on the other side of that wounding, we become powerful with knowledge that is needed to the masses. That's, that's where we're at. We don't want you to stay in your pain. We don't want you to exist here forever. We want you to plant that seed. That's, that's the middle ground that's the middle ground that we were talking about. It's, we, you know, cause we were talking about yeah. it's absent in, in social media because you have the, you have the people who want to stay in their shit and, and who enjoy it because there's a tribe there. And then you have the people who are so ultra positive that it's almost saccharine sweet sometimes. And 
Right. There's a middle ground. Well, you wonder ground. if they're telling the truth, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. There's a middle ground. that's the whole other thing. It's like, there's no, no fucking possible way that right. this is really your life every day. And <laughs> most of the time we're right. Yeah, true enough. <laughs> um, so it's like, where's that middle ground? Where we meet you kind of halfway and we say, yep, you, you are in a lot of pain. And I totally see that. And I totally validate your situation. However, here's a little seed that says it could be different. It can be different. And Mm -hmm. that maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but next week, maybe, maybe you come across someone who has been through what you've been through and have come out the other side of that. And they are happy and they are living a fulfilled life. You know, it's, it's healing. It's, it's that process that we all go through for when we live in survival mode for so long. It's that, it's that slightly long process we go through over into the other end of the kind of the mid spectrum where we start to thrive. It's surviving to thriving. And is it instant? No. Does it, is it overnight? No. Is it, is it like easy? Sometimes not because you got to let go of shit, (laughs) but right. It's it's baby steps. I mean, it's the baby steps. Right. And, and I think, you know, the number one baby step is always bringing it back to social media is like, well, what are you looking at? What are you consuming in your life that is keeping you down? Or, you know, what can we change about that? Because that's what, I mean, people are spending more time on social media than ever, especially in, in, you know, the isolative state that we've been in for the last year and man, can that keep you down, man? Like, because if you choose I mean, it's, it's like anything, what you choose to read, you're going to think about, you're going to, you know, create new belief systems. You're going to strengthen the belief systems that you already have by finding information that supports it. Right. Like we, we take for truth what we find. And when we're looking for a certain thing, because we're looking for validation, you'll find it. You can validate anything. You can validate flat earth. You can, I mean, if that's what you're looking for, you will find it. And it's that, that shift. What are you really looking for? Be honest. That's what I say to people in front. Be honest with me and with yourself right now. Are you trying to get well? If you are trying to get well, let's talk about the baby steps that you need to follow through on in order to get well. Because otherwise you have to tell yourself, maybe you don't have to tell me, I'd like it, but maybe you have to tell yourself, I know what I, I should do, but I'm not doing it. I must like to be sick. And that sucks to hear people say, but when you say it to yourself enough times, you're like, well, that sucks, right? Like, uh, that's not really what I want, right? It starts to sound ridiculous where you're like, no, I'm just, something else is there and I just need to get at it. And that's what I like to hear is like, I don't want to be sick, but something's happening. Something is making me not do these things. What is it? And then we can start doing that work. Where are your belief systems? What are you holding on to so tightly that you will not let go and let yourself be free from? A lot of times it is that trauma. Well, I don't want them to get away with it. They already did. And that, people hate hearing that. Like they already did. They already did it. And you can't and go back continue, you can't stop it. Right. And they're continuing to do it because you're in the state. Because you're, Absolutely. You're, you're keeping the narrative alive. So they're continuing yeah. to get away with it even throughout this process. Absolutely. You're torturing yourself every day. That person is not torturing you anymore. They, they already did it. It happened. So you can make that choice to let it continue to happen to you every single day or turn in a different direction and say, okay, I mean, it did happen. There's acceptance. It sucks. It's not right. It's not okay. That person was wrong, but what am I going to do for my life? How do I detach that person from my life so that I can go forward and not have them run my life anymore? Because that's essentially what's happening. And a lot of times, I mean, really and truly that what we, what we're consuming in in content is huge because we have those, we have those things where we go looking for validation. And then we have those things that look like positive, toxic positivity that push us even further down. Right. And so we do have to take that time and all right, well, what are you looking at on social media? What do you see? What do you feel when you're on social media and why, what are the things that you're looking at that trigger you? 
Let's talk about those things. Cause that's the depth. That's the root. How to unfollow people, man, like <laughs> do it yes. because if it's for you, if you're committed to you, you've got to do some of those things in order to, to, to heal. And, um, it's kind of like on the other end of the spectrum. I mean, social media can be really great for you <laughs> if you're making the choices that put you in a positive state of mind, which is eventually where we want to be, you know, and, and it is pretty amazing, you know, what you can do with just, just tweaking the way that you spend your time online. Yeah. Because which it just, and which narrative are you feeding? Are you feeding yeah. possibility, hope, healing, or are you feeding just the narrative that's continuously keeping you stuck? Um, you know, and, and yes. And because when we, you know, we may think that, oh, well, you know, I'm just being witness to other people's stories. Friends, that may be true, but it has an effect on you. It has an effect because I can be okay. And I'm scrolling through social media and come across somebody's bearing their soul, sharing their hard day, showing you how their, their anxiety crept up today on them. And that's, that's a beautiful thing that they can be vulnerable like that and, and have space. Um, but if I'm in a space, sure enough, seeing that, witnessing that is going to get in touch with my own. It's going to make me my opic and looking for my own wounding, my own anxiety. It's going to want me to relate to that person, keeping me in the vibration that I'm trying desperately to heal. Now, having people share their moments on TikTok is not a bad thing, but if you look at the rest of their life, the rest of what they share, most of them just share their day to day and how they walk through this life of having anxiety and trying mm-hmm. to heal from it. I, I will say that a lot of the people that you may get on your for you page, you may get one snippet of their life, yes. but, and, and you use that to validate how you feel, but you don't look at the rest of their life. You don't look at the, the fact that they're, yes that day they had, they had a moment, they had an episode of anxiety Click on their profile, damn it. Or, or their <laughs> depression. Their other videos are. Right. <laughs> Go look to see how are they coping with it? What are yeah. they wanting to do with their woundings and their anxieties and their feelings? Most of the time they're like today I won at this. This is how I got through today. I had, I was, I was watching there's a woman who is transgender and she decided that she was going to put a dress on and wear a dress to her mailbox and her complex for the first time ever outside. So it was, she talked about the whole process. Now you could have gotten the first video of that and related to that maybe as a trans person and you could have related to that and said, I know it sucks because we're not free and we can't do this. And it it could feed a narrative within you, Uh which is completely valid. But right. if you watch her progression of her TikTok, she's like, I put on the dress today. I felt amazing inside. To, and, and, and tomorrow I'm going to try. And everybody on her TikTok is supporting her and taking that empowered step in a way that she can hear it and, wow. and accept it. And then she decided today I'm going to go outside in my dress and I'm going to go to the mailbox. And I was so like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she did. And she was just so like, <gasps> and then, you know, and then she had a moment of panic and a moment of anxiety, but then she's like, but I did it, but I did it. Yeah. So it's, it's not taking these social media one snippets go look at the human who you can relate to because you're in that experience but go look at how did they cope with it how did they work through their life with anxiety with dealing with you know binary non-binary you know binary genders you know dealing Mm with you know life you know with with anxiety depression you know bipolar maybe maybe there are some people who are have um larger issues with mental illness or mental health you know and let let's see how they live their life because guaranteed that most of the time people are sharing it because they want you to understand the ins and outs of it and and it gives insight to some of us who don't know how to deal with somebody like I don't have a lot of trans friends I have a lot of you know gay queer you know non-binary friends but i don't have friends who are trans so it gives me an idea of how to support that person yeah so 
you know, when you're in your narrative and you come across a, a social media post about it connects with you, you know, lines up all the dots, synchronizes, and you're like, yes, that's me. That's my person. Go see the rest of their life. Go see what they post because you will find inspiration. You will find understanding and you may be able to plant that seed of hope that says, hey, maybe, maybe I could do that. Maybe I Maybe I can heal from this. Maybe I can thrive and begin to, to, to heal that wound in me. Right. And if you do not see that progression, do not follow that person. Right. <laughs> right? Because that's exactly what it is. And, 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 and that's that honesty point, right? That honesty point of like, what am I here for? Am I here for inspiration? Or am I here because I'm in a hole today and I, want, and, and I need to wallow a little bit? Yep. Happens. Yep. Yep. We all do it <laughs> totally normal, but we then have to think of going forward. What do I want going forward? If we look at somebody's page and they're not progressing, do I want that to show up in my feed all the time? No, I want this person to show up in my feed who shows their vulnerability low points, but also shows because I'm creating a story with them. I'm creating a relationship with them. And I want to know that whole person. I want to relate to them with more than just my pain. And that's that honesty that we have to have with ourselves. And I do, I mean, I've had a lot of people, even personally in my life that in the beginning will be telling me <laughs> about how they can't stand all these people who are positive and they, they just say they beat mental health and yada, yada. And you can't just say that. And it's not a choice and it's blah, 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 blah. And then a year later, after they've been doing therapy, they go, it is a little bit of a choice. I was wrong. I was just in my pain. I wasn't able to see, I wasn't being honest with myself about where I was at. I didn't understand that I wasn't well. I just thought this was how I was. And like, I couldn't quite understand that there was another side of me that it could exist, you know? And it's like, good, you know, like, I'm glad that you took that leap of faith at whatever point that you did to say exactly what you said earlier, what if? The worst case scenario of me trying is that I'll be where I'm at right now, which is manageable on some level because I'm here. <laughs> so what if, what if I just tried a couple things, you know, like it, I, it, they could fail, but they could, they could be good. And there are other people in those tribes, right? Like the other honest thing to say is like, the only people who understand me aren't going to be the people in pain, <laughs> That people who are not in pain can understand me. People who are trying to climb out of pain can understand me. People who are on the other side of pain can understand me. People who are healers can help me. You know, just changing those words means a lot. And it's our own responsibility. We can say, social media is the devil, but you're on it. <laughs> and so you have to take ownership for what you see and take ownership for what it triggers inside of you in order to, you know, change the way that you feel if how you feel is negative, right. you know, and the same thing with positive. I mean, I don't feel like, you know, I, I have, I have come a long way with like my anxiety and things like that, but I, I do feel like some of the choices that I made in like creating and being part of tribes that are more higher vibration has changed my life. And it has made other people drop out of my life that were lower vibration. And while sad, the feeling that I get from being high vibe, I don't, I don't feel sad. I don't feel sorry. I just feel like, Hey, this is the process. This is the process. And I want to be better. I want to feel feel better. I want to live this life. I am not obligated to live in pain because you want me there. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and if we want to, you know, take a step into the woo side of things, the universe hears our narratives. Woo! It hears, <laughs> it, they, it hears our narratives. It hears what we're putting, what we're saying. And it's a mirror yeah. going to reflect back to you what you're saying into the world. So when I was saying, I have no support, I, nobody helps me, nobody cares, I have to do it all myself, I was getting that. 
I was living in that life and I was a self-fulfilling prophecy because the universe was giving me exactly what I believed. Right. Now, what happens to the people who felt like they were supporting you when they hear that message? They, 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 they felt devalued. They felt like, don't you see how I help you? Don't you? Oh, wow. You know, is it that insignificant to you? Like, you know, there was, there's, yeah, there's pull people back sometimes because yeah, they're like, they're like oh, you're in a bad place. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not appreciative of, you're not appreciating the help that I do give. And I'm, you know, and a lot of people that, you know, were giving help were in a space where they had very little to give out and they were giving it to me. Yeah. And not that that's my responsibility, but like it made people begin to set boundaries where nope, nope. But, and also I would refuse it. I would refuse help because right. it wasn't, it wasn't conductive to my narrative. And so as I began to decide to change my thought process and my belief system to heal myself, my physical being, I, it started to reflect that all of a sudden, like, I was like, you know, I went from, you know, being like, oh yeah, nobody's here. Nobody helps me, whatever to be. And I decided that I would just believe that there's an abundance of help that I need and it'll show up at the right time. And sure as shit has that not happened since I've started believing that way. You know, I changed my perspective. Now, now when it comes to specific people in my life that have not helped me, that's a different story. That's, that's a different narrative and it's a different wellspring that I had to heal. But my overarching belief system, when I began to shift it, the world around me began to shift. And we all do have that magic. We all have that ability. Yeah. And it will, it's like the Titanic though. It doesn't happen in an instant because the universe is like, wait, what? Well, you changed your mind? Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Let's, let's. How like, serious are we about this? Yes. <laughs> All the things in the pipeline that I was giving you to support your narrative has to get through before we get to the yeah. good stuff. So, yeah, you know. Right. I love, I love that. The pipeline. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> like, you got to clear the pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, so what we have to remember is that when we begin to change the narrative, our world around us will shift. But we have to also understand and have patience with that. There's no instant gratification going to happen here. It's just not going to happen. So the other side of it too, is that if there are specific people like that, my belief system came from the fact that neither of my parents really helped me at all. Like they never really helped. They always just, oh, she'll figure it out. She's smart. My mother never helped me. Well, I didn't have to worry about you. You were the good kid. Well, yeah, but you never, I mean, when I went to college, I dropped out of college. I mean, this is how smart I am, right? Because I didn't think I had any more money left. No one told me that I had to reapply for financial aid every single year slash semester. No one told me that. Oh my God. So I dropped out of school because I didn't have enough money to finish school. That's why I didn't finish college. And my dad, my dad, okay, this is, this is where I get a little angsty about it. My dad had just finished his fucking master's in college. So it wasn't like he was so far removed from the whole college scene that he didn't know how it worked. Right. Like, oh, I he, forgot. Yeah. Like you just he was too. just there. So it wasn't like he didn't know. So that's yeah. what I mean by like, that's, like that's a personal issue between me and another person that took a little bit longer to heal. But Mm -hmm. those incidences with my parents created this overarching belief system. So when I shifted the overarching belief system, I was able to shift my life. Now I had to have a fight with my father in order to expose that little gem and, and to really reconcile that and to really kind of work through it. So it took a little bit longer, but I was still able to change my life by just changing that belief system. Right. And by, and by believing that you didn't have to be the only one. Right. Like, and I think that that's where that, I mean, that end up that, that it's all over the place now. And I'm so glad that it's all over the place, but that, that independence, extreme independence is a trauma response. We become extremely independent when we feel like we had nobody to depend on. So it creates that narrative of, 
well, I have to do it myself because nobody else is going to be there for me because my primary support system failed. No other support system will be successful. And that becomes the narrative and that we create that we see that we, again, we look for evidence of what we believe. We, we're not really that good at looking at looking at evidence or looking for evidence of what we want to believe until we get to that point of whatever our rock bottom is in that moment or, or mm-hmm. of, of that issue. Yeah. And like, um, the idea that we, um, I, I actually just had a client last week that we were talking about reaching out for a tribe. And it was very funny because we had the discussion about the same like kind of like group of people that we're in, like, like collectively, like brain wise or soul wise. But then there was this belief, well, I have to do this by myself. And it was like, but wait a minute, how is it that we believe in tribe over here, but we suddenly don't believe in tribe over here? Like, why are you able to accept support emotionally for this issue, but you're not able to, to accept support emotionally for this issue, right? It's not about the support. And I think that that's, you know, like a really important thing to, for people to understand, especially when, again, like when we're going out into the social media world and we're looking for groups and we're looking for people and we're looking for help and we're, we're expressing to our, our already made community of people that we know is like, what are we calling upon and what are we rejecting all the time in every moment? What is the intention for every single thing that we're doing right now? Is it growth? Or is it stagnant? Is it, is it going backwards? What message am I putting out there truly, you know, and, and, and wanting to live intentionally creates more people that want to live intentionally. And we gain strength from that. And, uh, and as we gain strength, (laughs) we learn to let go, (laughs) right? Like when a magical experience happens, people start to believe, right? Like we know this, if somebody witnesses a miracle, they're like, holy shit, I believe in something I did not believe in yesterday, (laughs) right? Right. Because I experienced it. And it's that same thing when we open up any kind of possibility, that little baby step, and we start to see and feel and go, all right, my narrative was my narrative. It was not incorrect because it was my experience. It was my feelings. Like none of this is wrong. I was not wrong to feel this way, but I was wrong to believe it was the only way. And that's where like the freedom comes from. Once we open that up and hopefully we only open it up one, two times maybe. Like before the next thing comes and we go, okay, possibility, where is it, right? Like it's automatic now that like, if I feel like it's not possible, it must mean that I'm blocking it as possible. (laughs) So what are the possibilities? You know, let's dream big. And we can find that if we're looking for that. And again, like, you know, to bring, bringing it back to that social media thing, it's like, boy, we can find that. You can find that everywhere. If that's what you're looking for, you can find tribe, you can find people that are super positive, super high vibe, but also go in there in that group and go today sucks ass. Like I am feeling so low vibe. I can't handle it. And you know what that group does? They hold space. They don't say, Hey, just jump around and be happy. They go, I'm (laughs) holding space for you, sister. I hope that you feel better, you know, like, or, you know, glass of tea do you know look look into to to a candle you know like kind of like giving like drop into your soul right like drop into your heart like those kind of advice giving you know is like it's a freaking game changer but if we're not willing to open our eyes to that possibility we're not going to find those people our social media will continue to be a scroll fest of suck yep (laughs) yep and you know and I think some of, I, you know, I get a sense of feeling like part of the whole where you're at, um, you know, people who are stuck, mm-hmm. there's an element for some of you that are like the undeserving. Yeah. And that can be a contributing factor to you finding the seed of hope. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I get that. And I understand because when we don't feel like we're deserving of our joy, of our happiness, or we have a guilt or a shame complex built in, um, it's hard. 
it's hard to want to heal. It's hard to want to shift because we feel it's that we're not deserving of that. We're not deserving of the healing of it. And there's a self-punishment narrative. And I, you know, for those of you who are self-punishing, regardless of how much your brain doesn't think you're worthy of living your joy and your happiness, you are allowed to have a ray of sunlight in your day, every day. And even if the only one you can find is the physical ray of sunlight coming through your window, it is your ray of sunlight. And, you know, and if you're, and I, and I, I want you to challenge your brain and, and talking about your deservingness of it. I encourage you to challenge your brain because if, if your brain makes you out to be this horrible human, but yet you're still alive, the sun does shine on your face. You get the glorious rain when it's here. You get to breathe beautiful air. There, you know, Mother Earth, God, Goddess, they wouldn't give you that if you weren't worthy of being here, of living a life that's a little less tinged with self-punishment. And I encourage you to begin to challenge it in little ways. Find the miracles in the environment around you. Find the miracles in the trees and, you know, in the, in the plants, in the air, in the, in, in the mountains, wherever you are, you know, find the little miracles because we're, we're all part of it. We're all part of the cosmos. We're all part of earth. And we were put here and we were put here. We were put here. Yeah. (laughs) And we all have reason for being here. And that alone is worth we wouldn't be put here if we didn't have some purpose for being here. And that's the truth. I mean, I really think that yeah, it is hard. It is woo-woo. It is hard for people when they're feeling like, you know, I've done terrible things. You know, I, I, you know, a lot of people that I've worked with in addiction, they're like, I'm worthy of nothing. Let me tell you all the things I have done to the people that I love. Like, I, I, I am shit. I am below shit. I should just die. You know, I've heard that so many times. And trying to get somebody out of that mindset when they have evidence that, I mean, hard evidence, (laughs) it's very, very difficult, you know? And so like, I get it. And that's where like my empathy comes from of like, cool, like, but we're not going to, we're not going to talk like that. Like not when you're with me, we're going to talk about something different. It doesn't have to be sunshine and rainbows. We are definitely not going to just sit here and, and, and whip you for the things that you did. We're going to talk about why you did them. We're going to talk about the wounds that created those behaviors. We're going to talk about some of these things because when you get an explanation, you know, it, 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 it doesn't let you off the hook in terms of, Hey, other people have to just, you know, deal with the fact that I was that person. It lets you off the hook and being able to say, I someday can say I was that person and I'm not that person anymore. And I can go forth and I can right my wrongs. I can, I can make amends to this world and to myself. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I know some of you are anti 12 step, but one of the parts of the 12 step program is to seek forgiveness Mm -hmm. for yourself as well as what the actions and apologize for the actions of where you can. And and regardless of what they're receiving, whether they're receiving of it or not, you can still do that for yourself because you've recognized it's, it's all part of the grace Mm-hmm. of healing we've all done things we didn't necessarily <laughs> don't condone we've yeah. done all of us have done things that were like oh that wasn't so great Absolutely. we we all have a little bit of guilt and shame wrapped around something in our lives and the process is to allow yourself the grace of being able to see yourself as the human that you are and understanding the motives and understanding why it was done and then and knowing that you're not going to do it again because you know it was wrong. But Absolutely. to quote the great Jay-Z, <laughs> yeah. the greatest apology is changed behavior. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yep. And, um, you know, and, and that alone, I think, is, is where we, we allow ourselves the biggest grace. Because if you are still here, you still have time. You still have time to shift. And I believe, and I, you know, I concur with Vanessa in that we're here for a purpose, 
but we also, I think, are here for many purposes. I think there's a different, there's, there's many different filaments of purposes we're here for. And sometimes the purpose is as simple as healing the shame and the guilt that is within us. And sometimes that's a major purpose for some of us. And sometimes, you know, that's all that we can imagine. Like that, that alone is, it's like, what? I can heal. Well, let's get woo woo. Let's get freaking total woo woo. You could be healing something from a past life (laughs) and you were put in this body in this time and space to do that. So that going forward, the rest of your lives, you don't carry that. Yeah. Or even a (laughs) multi-generational thing. It could be multi-generational. Maybe, maybe one of your, you know, your ancestors or your, your relatives, maybe they did something shameful and you're proving to them that they can still live a good life despite their shame and guilt. It's possible. And and you pass it down to the next generations and they don't live in any of the shame. Right. And so you therefore are a recycle breaker. Yeah. I mean, there's so, you're right. There's so many different purposes and the, again, like that reality, that acceptance of I'm here for some reason. And that, that, can be my baby step today. I maybe don't know the reason, but I can, I, I can say that. I can say that much. Yeah. And we, you know, I've done that before. Like, all right. Well, I mean, you woke up today. Yeah. There's a reason why you woke up today. So what, what do we want to do with it? What do we want to do? <laughs> right? Like, are we going to go? Are we going to be, are we going to pet a dog and we're going to make the dog's day today? Is that our purpose today? Cool. That's great. That's a good purpose to to heal a human being or to heal an animal. It's awesome. Right? Like the little baby steps, we can get there, but you know, we can't get there (laughs) if we create ourselves this nice little cozy negative world (laughs) that we perpetuate and live in, in all spaces, including our online spaces we've got to, you know, look at what we're doing in our lives and where we're, where we're blocking and where we're opening and turning those openings toward light and turning that blocking toward the darkness in such a way that it's not total blocking, right? Like we don't, we don't ever block out our shadow, but we, we allow it to have its place, which is not right in front of us and walking, you know, we don't live there. <laughs> We don't live yeah, there. We don't want, yeah, we're not walking toward it to be like, hey, this is where I want to hang out. We go, okay, you're there. I get it. I get it. You're here to teach me where not, not, not to walk sometimes. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So <laughs> if you need your little seed of hope and you need just someone to maybe just hold space for you, maybe you just need to say what you need to say and just feel like, you're being heard for a minute, you know, come find us. We'll do that for you. We're here for you in, in all ways, whatever it is that you need to get through that next step and to get into that space of, of, of hope and that space of possibility of, of redirecting your life into your heart's path versus the path of your brain. Because a lot of the pain that we feel while valid is exacerbated by our brain and Uh our brain likes us to live there because if we are, then we're in fear. And that's something that takes some time to heal, but it's possible. So I hope that helps you guys. I hope that helps give you um, good perspective and a good narrative and some good tips on how to begin to control what feeds your brain and what feeds your heart. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. You feed, you feed the, you know, you either feed the, the, the good dog, the bad dog, you feed the devil, the angel, whatever, whatever, you know, makes sense. It's yeah. what you feed that grows. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we love you and you know, where to find us if you need us and yes. we'll see you next week. Yeah, love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. 
And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.